Welcome to the Keyforge Premier League podcast, where we will focus on the people of the community that are contributing to the growth of our sport. Get inside perspectives on the reasons they play Keyforge, what they think about the community, and various other sidebars and hijinks. Be sure to go to the website, www.keyforgepremierleague.com, to find everything you need to know to get started on your path to the top. Thank you again for tuning into the podcast. And if you have any inputs or requests, please reach out to us at keyforgepremierleague at gmail.com. And we will do our best to represent the demand of the player base. The Keyforge Premier League is by the community for the community. And welcome to KFPL Weekly. This is Jupiter from Manlius, New York, a.k.a. the Fifth Planet Keyforge. And I have with me my co-host, Drazcore, from down in the PA area. Mm-hmm. How's it going, guys? All right. So this week in the KFPL news, uh, we have some interesting uh, events happening. Uh, starting uh, on Saturday, this Saturday, um, which is probably already passed by the time this gets out. Or it may be actually Saturday, because I'm going to try to get this out Friday night. Uh, that's when we're recording it. But uh, we have our first two uh, qualifiers, but the next following Saturday, we have another two that are going to be sealed, and we have a final last chance qualifier the week after that. So we are in qualifier season for the KFPL, and uh, when we were doing this and getting it ready, we were asked by people who were qualified if they could play in the event, and we said, <laughs> we said no, because you're qualified, sillies, right. but if you want to give up your spot we will add it to the last chance qualifier and you can try to requalify if you got those gustos right well abr came along and rise who is mr <laughs> chaos and wants to basically stir the pot so he decided that he was going to put out a legends challenge and he would pay anybody 20 dollars to basically give up their spot and try to requalify that were already qualified for the league um with that said um Anxious Pirate joined in and added another $20, and quickly the fish bit, as Ugluk, the master of adaptive, the lord of adaptive, um, now Kip uh, player, decided $40 is my price, and he has inherently created a Keyforge Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> so the price of an invitation because of Ugluk now is a 1 in 50 chance, I guess, of uh, getting back into the uh, league. But for $40, you can own you can own that spot from him. Um, I'm guessing it might be a little bit higher for others, but Ugluk loves to play Keyforge. And I, I he's like, well, it's at the beginning of the qualifiers. I have five chances to get there. Um, the last chance qualifier is usually pretty good. And I usually place pretty high, so... I'm assuming that Ugluk will uh, requalify no matter what. But if he doesn't, wow, what a narrative, right? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I was watching it on the on the Discord, and uh, I just started laughing when I uh, when I saw what was going on and uh, anxious pirate piling in. It's pretty good. Yeah, so like um, I have nothing to do with that. It's in the KFPL. We have nothing to do. Like somebody had said, why are you know as sponsors? Why are you guys uh, you know endorsing that? And I'm like, we're not endorsing anything. Somebody bribed him to give up his spot. I was like, we can't stop that. Like really, like oh, okay. yeah. And quite honestly, quite honestly, now the uh, the story is with Ugluk. Everybody's gonna be interested mm. to see what happens, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. there's there's a certain bit of moxie that goes with that. But when I now, think, oh, go ahead. If like, what if he what? qualifies tomorrow, like first first round? And I guess you could pay like him again match. to drop and exactly. try to do it again. <laughs> so does does the value go up? Does he have to get sixty bucks? I don't know. Or is it still a four? I don't know. I don't know. I would I don't think know. I would think it would have to be more the closer you get to right because of the the RNG right. of a keyboard. Right. 
be kind of scary. And he's giving up the chance. Like he won already last season. He was third place, so he won a hundred bucks just playing the league last season. So like, mm-hmm. you know, he has a little bit of, of of a moxie to keep up there. Like, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting. So is this the beginning of his professional keyforge career. He's just gonna make money off it's of not, uh, silly things like this. It's not the beginning. <laughs> he's been making money. Like, uh, he's been winning in placing in tournaments for cash. Like, um, like. They're, uh, when we say professional, we don't mean that they're making a living. I mean, we just mean that I, they're getting paid. I, I just, We're ju- yes. I'm just I'm just clearing this definition up because when I said that I wanted to create a professional KeyForge league, people like people aren't going to just quit their job and play KeyForge. Duh, 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 duh. I was like, no, wait, 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 that's, that's what not I did. that's not what professional is. Professional just means you're getting paid to do it, and um, basically that's what we've created. So that's what I mean by professional. Look up the definition if you have an argument about that, because I've had people that have attacked me about that wording, but I'm like, whatever. It, we're we're professional. <laughs> like, it's, it's professional now in the idea you... that you're getting paid to play your hobby. That's pretty good. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's even though it do is. You, uh... Pittance, like but. I don't know that much about the magic community. Like those guys who are quote unquote professional, do they still keep their day jobs? They do, right? So, most or of no? them. Most of them do. Yeah, yeah. they have to. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. there, there's yeah. no, like, unless you're like doing YouTube like videos and stuff and just making a killing there. Like, mm-hmm. you're not, um, you're not just like taking time off to play games unless you're like one of those like top ten Korean teams that uh play like you know Star Quest or whatever. You know, basically there's Starcraft. Yeah, start start sponsored uh, by Red Bull or something. Yeah, like they get sponsorships and stuff. That's different, but like collective card game wise, like nobody quits their job to play a hobby. Like just nobody does that. If anything, you re you reallocate into something different, like a YouTube stream or something like that, right? But you're not going to like just quit your job outright. Like hopefully you like your job, right? That's like you know life goal number one well, you better one. like it, at least part of it right you, right like life goal number so one much is, of our lives working <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you, yeah. life goal number one for anybody that's out there that's newer to this game is uh find a job that you like and you enjoy doing because if you don't your life's gonna be miserable um so like even if it i mean everybody has different things that they like or they can get away with liking so um keep that in mind um it's part of your happiness and your mental health and with uh covid mental health is very important um so uh, as we i was affected by that somewhat last week with my my oldest son so um we mm-hmm. had we had to go in because he said some things at school like nf style like you know just being a rap parrot basically like he's you know he's been listening to nf and so he started like posting lyrics on their board and stuff and they're all like oh we think he's depressed and suicidal and like <sighs> so we went to the we went to the hospital because it's the right thing to do but man we wasted a good chunk of day and he's like why am i here and i'm like you're here because you're being evasive and like if you're gonna be evasive they're not gonna let you go home you have to just tell them everything and how you feel like you don't have to cherry pick nothing just say what you need to say um if there is something wrong which i you know like if there is something wrong say it like we'd rather know than lose you right like kind of thing and so after that long serious debate because of covid and stuff like kids are being affected by this like covid sucks and uh um, yep. and like um but you know what can they do like like when i was a kid my parents were always like don't stay inside the house playing games all the time you got to get outside and got to go get some sunlight and you got to you know keep moving and blah 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 it's good for you you got to do that and like, you can't really do that at this point to a certain degree right like you could still get them to do some things and stuff but the social interactions and playing with other kids and stuff like that that's not happening so we're gonna have a really interesting long-term effect from this like last year and some change obviously we're still going but we're gonna have like some serious like social like weirdness in the future because kids and stuff like that aren't getting that 
that core value from it, right? Like uh, of social interaction now. So it's kind of scary. Like, you know, I, I'm really ready for COVID to be over. But yeah, I think we all are. I think we all are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope I hope uh, hope your son's doing doing better oh he wasn't there was nothing wrong with him like yeah yeah well you know yeah they ran him out of there quick like once they actually got to him but like but i mean i think it scared him more than anything right because like he thinks so but it was like a whole saturday i I wasted basically because uh you know we were worried about him and that's fair because we're parents right and that's what parents do but um at the same time like it it just brings that i I share the story not for sympathy i share it because like you might have kids and stuff out there like people listening and you just need to understand that they're not living a normal life like like that like as far as like what we grew up with and stuff like that and like uh sometimes maybe we take for granted and I, i know most parents don't but like there are people maybe that are taking for granted the fact that they, they they might pretend like everything's okay and say things but whatever but the truth is is like um mentally they're being worn out like i'm being worn out and i'm an adult like i can only imagine how hard it is for a kid right like i don't know so that's my my psa for this note but psa um, yeah put, yeah put the jupiter psa out there yeah, yeah yeah well hopefully hopefully this saturday is much more enjoyable for you right we got the first set of qualifiers i'm gonna be in one of them i just need to finalize uh which deck i'm picking i i think i know which one but Mm -hmm. uh i gotta finalize it Mm -hmm. yeah i'll be running the event at noon um on noon eastern so i'll be running there yep um i was gonna get up for this first event but then i then i was informed that i'm going to be running the event mostly by myself so like uh, i was like yeah i'm not doing two events then i'll be worn out i'll be tuckered yeah yeah you need um <laughs> you so, prep for that yeah i'm just like uh, mentally that will put me out of the ballpark um but <laughs> but uh with that said um it's funny because like you know we talk about all how weird the world is and stuff like that it's almost like it's alien right so mm-hmm. for this week's mm-hmm. uh, installment <laughs> Is that your segue? <laughs> yeah, that's my segue for this okay, week's... I was like, where, where are you going with this oh wait <laughs> so yeah but, but for this week's installment uh we're doing the top 10 Mars cards, Mars mm. cards, Mars cards. And um, at first we were joking that this is going to be an easy house, right? Like we were like, oh, this is finally, we'll get an easy one after Logos and Shadows and Untamed and all these other ones that we've already done. But um, Mars was hard. It was, yeah. a, it was a lot harder than I thought it would be because there's really like a good 20 solid cards in Mars that like usually just don't show up as well and like i think part of what my top 10 told me was that most of the cards in mars that i like are either rare or uncommon mm-hmm. which is different from the com the commonality of most of the other cards that are powerful right I got you. um yep. so um that's kind of like a weird like you know crossover that i, I, I kind of felt but um I don't know how that felt for you, but like, uh, what, yeah, what are your, what's your take? I didn't think about that, but yeah, now that I'm glancing down my list, yeah, I, th- I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, however, I, I think, I think we're going to have a lot less overlap this go round than, than last go round. I think Untamed, we had the most overlap of. Yeah, of Untamed Aaron. was, Untamed was pretty easy. You pick witches and you pick Nature's Call and you win. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's that easy. No, just kidding. But, um, nah, but yeah, but, um, yeah, like I, I think this one has the most room for for shifting. And overall, like the thing is, is like we're picking cards in a vacuum. Remember, so by picking things in a vacuum, a lot of Mars is based off a of synergy. So a lot of their creatures kind of fell off my board just because like they're great when they're in Mars and they're doing Mars things. But like 
I can't guarantee what Mars I'm going to have with them. And certain Mars cards yeah. work better than other cards. Like, right? like John Smith is definitely amazing, but he's only amazing if you have the right creatures that make him good. Right? He can be pretty mediocre at times, too. So, um, as I know I had a definitely, deck. Yeah, definitely a lot of uh, card interactions within mm-hmm. Mars, way more than others. So, yeah, it, it was tricky. I mean, I, I have a few on my list that, ha- you know, are definitely better with interactions, but I, mm-hmm. I tried to say, is this still... Is it still really good even without the without the interaction? Interact? Yeah, that's that's yeah. kind of where I had to go yeah. to. Yeah. All right, so with that said, let's get into the mix. Um, we're right at that ten minute mark to start, so let's go. Um, mm-hmm. You are first this week, I believe, my friend. All righty, so I'm gonna kick it off with an uncommon card. Mine's uncommon uh, too. Oh, mine is out of AOA, and uh, it is an action card uh, known as Hypnobeam. Hypnobeam at number ten. Yes, play. Gain control of an enemy creature. So this is good because, well, you're getting one of your opponent's creatures and you're going to pick probably their best creature. Um, But also it it can mess with your opponent's plan, right? Maybe they have a really good static effect that you can take advantage of, a mother or something. Mm -hmm. Um, Or, you know, maybe it's just a card they really needed and now you have it. Even if it, you know, is a house you don't have and you're never going to use it, you you took it away from them Mm -hmm. and that's pretty useful. So yeah. a lot of versatility with Hypnobeam. Uh, Hypnobeam is on my list, but it's uh, it's a bit like uh, farther up the scale for me. Okay. Um, because okay. in a vacuum, Hypnobeam is amazing, right? Like um, it's taking anything you want from your opponent, um, pretty much, mm-hmm. and uh, it has recyclable characteristics because it's an action and not a uh, upgrade, which makes it huge, right? Um, yep. So like uh, the fact that I can play it and get it back and then play it again and get it back and like I've had decks that have multiple hypno beams and like ways to kind of like get recurring on him with like uh, the um, you know the proliferators and things like that. That's it can be really really powerful. So uh, mine's a bit higher on the list. Uh, mine okay. comes... Well, I'm excited excited to see where it falls. Uh, I could tell you. No. No, I, I wasn't I gonna wait. actually tell you. I just wanted to see if you bit. <laughs> I just wanted to see what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I did. All right. Are cool. you gonna try to get money like at uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you click yeah, type yeah, money yeah, out yeah. of me to yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. to reveal. Yeah, yeah. Donate to the league uh, ten dollars, and I'll tell you exactly where I put it. Or you can wait and have to wait that extra five seconds. Um, all right, anyway, all right. all right. So for my number ten, um, I went with key abduction. Um, mm. And I picked Key Abduction because a lot of people say, well, that's a combo card. Well, it is a combo card, but it's also really good because you're able to, if you have play effect Martians or you have things that are happening with your Martian house and stuff like that, you can get them off the board um, and basically replay them and get that extra value. But also it gets rid of your opponent's Martian cards if you're playing Martians in a mirror match. So it has two-way versatility. It has an Amber Pip. It has a key cheat all attached into one card. Um, I think there was just too much of a package there to not put it on my list, but I wouldn't put it much higher because I do think it is reliant on a lot of the other cards on this list. So, but uh, mm-hmm. but, but uh, it's um, definitely a very powerful card, and I think it's more powerful than people give it credit for because of the things I just mentioned. Like, uh, it's, it can be used in a defensive capability. It can be used in a reset capability. Uh, you know, and like, there's always a chance that you can trigger it for a key. So, like, makes it pretty versatile. So, I, I put that as my number ten. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I considered it, um, but I, I, I did not add key abduction to my list. I, I, yeah, didn't I felt figure. like it, it needs, it needs something else to, to make it happen. Plus, mm. plus nine, right? I believe it is. Um, 
Uh, yes, right? Return each Mars creature to its owner's hand. Then you may forge a key at plus nine current costs reduced by one for each card in your hand. So mm -hmm. often, almost always, you need something, whether it's archives, increased hand size. I'm, but you're, but again, but, guys. but, but yeah. you're, be, you're being linear on the, the concept of it as a key cheat. And what I'm trying to, to, to embody here is the fact that you get an amber pip for it. You get a chance at the key cheat. Yes, that's great. But you're also bouncing creatures, both on your side and your opponent's side if you're in a mirror match. Um, that can that can be pretty valuable. And that's why I think I added it to my list. Because yeah. it's not just because of the key cheat. The key cheat is, is difficult even under normal circumstances. But the ability to use it as a defensive card and use it in a couple other ways. It's kind of like the exact reason I love nature's call so much is because it's just way better at doing that. But like, it's kind mm -hmm. of like a baby, like a, a poor man's <laughs> nature's yeah. call, right? Like, so um, that's why it's on my list. Yeah. And um, I see where you're going. You know, could... If maybe if Mars had more play effects, I'd get more excited about that, but, but definitely there are times where that could be useful. Yeah. There's, there's, there's actually quite a few play effects, but uh, nobody pays attention. <laughs> um, well, I, I won't say quite a few. A there's, there, there's not as many there's as uh, there's not there's as many there's not as many as uh, other houses, so to say, maybe. But mm -hmm. uh, with all that said, um, I'll move on to my number nine. And my number nine um, is an enabling Martian creature. Um, it's a creature that basically um, is going to give Mars the reach into other houses that. Uh, that uh, normally they wouldn't have because they kind of stay inside the house most of the time, right? Mm. They're mostly John is he, Smithy. But is he loud? Um, he is very loud. He has a mega mouth. Okay. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the U L the Ulic. I don't even know how you say these stupid. Yeah, things, but I feel the like mega we have mouth. to pronounce all these. That's yeah, you know, the Ulic. Uh, the Ulic, uh, a mega mouth is a. A very good versatile creature right and like this is the reason he made my list because i think um he gives mars something that nobody else in mars does give like he's like the main guy that does this is that he gives you the ability to basically use a friendly non-martian creature and he has a three body so he's not overly durable but he's at least a little bit durable um and he's really really good and he was my toss-up creature because i also really really like zizik the many um, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. um, like, Zizek is just great. Like, he's really good. He could have definitely been here for me. But uh, I went with Mega Mouth because, like I said, I think Mega Mouth gives something unique to the process. Whereas Zizek has, you have Think Drones and all these other things that uh, kind of do what Zizek does as well. Um, so I, I think Mega Mouth is actually more crucial. Like, when you have a bunch of Mega Mouths in Mars, like, uh, I think you usually get better value out of your deck from what I've experienced playing it. Yeah, he's good. I, he was definitely on my short list, mm -hmm. and uh, I considered putting him in a few times, mm -hmm. um, but uh, just uh, just couldn't quite make it there for me. Yeah, that's fair. What was your number nine? So my number nine was also a creature, um, and it's one of the few creatures in Mars that is useful turn you play it. It is, here we go, Nixiek Resonator. Yeah, the resonator so, is pretty good. Yeah, two power, one armor. For each neighbor, uh, Nixyik resonator has, your opponent's keys cost plus two. Mm -hmm. So it, it's pretty easy to get plus four. It's pretty easy to pump your opponent's keys to ten on mm -hmm. the 
the turn you play this, right? You just need one more mm -hmm. uh, Mars card normally to, to get it up there. So that's pretty useful. That's pretty useful, right? Yeah. And there's a you know other protection and stuff within Mars. So there's there's some good ways you can protect him and keep him alive. He's pretty useful. Yep, he was on my short list as well to be on my list, but didn't make it because again, like there's other creatures in Mars that I would have to think about, like Grabber Jammer and things like that, that kind of mm -hmm. do things that mm -hmm. are similar to it, but not quite as good. Um, but yeah, so like they didn't, he didn't make my list, but easily could have. So you're already seeing like the dilemmas, right? Like with Mars, mm -hmm. like there's a lot of deep, like the cards that are good are really good. And the cards that are bad are really bad, but like, um, they might have the biggest divide of any house that I've seen as far as like good to bad. Like, uh, there's mm -hmm. a pretty big gap, like in that middle range where there's nothing really that's like, well, that's kind of good, but not great. It's either good or it's bad. Like it's just, it just seems like what it is with Mars and there's a lot of good stuff in Mars. So I'm a pretty big fan yeah. of it. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of rough stuff though. Well, maybe we'll get to it later. I I do have a definitively worst card, worst card of Mars, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> okay. All right. So I think it's me, right? Yeah. So so number eight. number eight. So my number eight, in quotations, John Smith. I did put him on my list. Nice. He's a two power creature. He's elusive, fight reap, ready a non-agent Mars creature, and he himself is an agent. Um, so, so why did I put this one on here when I was hemming and hawing about Mega Mouth, hemming and hawing about all these different ones? I put him on here because, because he could use any other card, right? And he can basically make any other Mars card better. Unless so, it's another John Smith, which I've seen decks with three John Smiths and one other creature, and I'm like, no! I mean, it can happen. It could definitely happen, it, it, right? It, it, there, there's definitely times that stuff like that happens, but, uh, um, you know, uh, I do... what. <laughs> Um, I think actually I talked about it on this podcast before the uh, the first sealed uh, game I ever played in store had a had a double John Smith triple grabber jammer deck and and that was a lot of fun and uh, he, he just makes those other creatures better. Mm -hmm. I agree. There you go. Yep. All right. So that's your John Smith is number eight. Mm -hmm. um, he did not make my list, but um, definitely another great creature that could have made my list. Um, not a problem with that, but, uh, for number eight for me though, um, and the rest of the way, I only have two creatures. So that's a hint mm. on to how, like my brain went, right? My brain went, mm. but, uh, with number eight, I went Arnold Schwarzenegger on people and yeah. I chose total recall. Mm. And, uh, I think that this card is very under appreciated. As I set uh, Harlan up with his number 10 video, as you can hear him in the background asking me. Number 10, there you go. Um, we're on number 8, though, son. Um, so Total Recall <laughs> is basically a action that you play, and what it does is it returns all of the uh, Mars... Or actually, all the creatures, I believe. I'm trying to look it up now because I don't want to re say it wrong, but... Um, it basically returns all the creatures to, to the hand, and you get like basically one amber for every creature that you um, return to the hand that way. Um, the good, the bad, the ugly. The reason why it's only number eight for me when it sounds kind of powerful is that um, the good is you burst amber, right? So like you're getting a huge amber burst for playing one card um, usually because you're going to play it obviously when you have creatures that you can bring back to your hand. Um, the bad thing is, is that you are kind of getting a negative like a, a, a weird attrition from it because your board state goes back down to zero when you play it, right? So 
there's there's definitely like a two-edged sword with this card um as i'm still scrolling to find it because i'm too lazy to just type it in there it is yeah so <laughs> you basically get one amber pip for playing it and then you for each friendly ready creature you gain one and return each friendly creature to your hand so you have the chance to basically use the creatures tap them and stuff but no matter what's on the board it's coming back to your hand and so um you're basically getting abducted back to your hand so the bad thing with that is is if um you know, your opponent has a board state and you have a board state and you go for it and they find a way to get you off a key or off your win, you might be putting yourself pretty far behind. So that's why it kind of fell down as far as it did. But in the right circumstances, in the right decks, uh, Total Recall is absolutely busted. And um, yeah. in, in like yeah. um, like if you're playing like Ronnie's or anything else from other houses that have super play effects and you use this Total Recall, like all of a sudden your deck is just that much better because you're getting a, a butt tone of value and you're getting you know things to reset and play again so um that's why i went with number eight with total recall it's probably one that you didn't put on your list but i, I really... didn't i it was at one point on my list mm-hmm. um it uh i think i i think i hit no beam edged it out um yeah but uh, it's, well, it's in it, my short list of things that were just right there yeah i, I obviously have hypno beam higher than uh total recall so mm-hmm, I, do, mm-hmm. I don't blame you yeah yeah the um uh, you know, I think part of my my thought was, hey, in a deck where it's really good, it, it's great, right? When you got a sticky deck, or or like you said, really good, um, mm-hmm. a sticky board that is, or really good play effects where you got a lot of guys you can burst and then maybe put out a whole bunch of Mars guys again, mm-hmm. can be really really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, in just a random deck, it's it's still good. It just as I was thinking about it, hey, random deck, it just didn't quite make my list. I I just like it because it's a closer card. And um, yeah, there's not a lot of be. there's not a lot of cards in the in 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 keyforge that you can go. That's a closer card, and um, it's not the best closer card. It's not like a Chota Hazari or anything, but like it can get the job done for you in a, in a hurry, like in a burst that your opponent might not be able to keep up with. So that's why I, I really like it. But anyhow, yeah. that was my number eight. Um, so now I guess I'm moving to seven. Um, so mm-hmm. number seven for me is an upgrade. Um, I think the only upgrade that I've put on any of my lists, if I do recall, I'm going to have to take a So far, peek. that might be true? Yeah, I'm taking a peek just to make sure, because I have them all listed here. I don't see mm. any upgrades. I know the ones that I would have considered would have been in disc, and I think I left it off. Yeah, I did. Okay, so I have no upgrade. This is the first upgrade to make any list of mine. That's how how powerful this upgrade is. Um, but the upgrade that I'm going with here is Brainstem Antenna. Um, I think mm-hmm. it is the upgrade, <laughs> like of the Mars House. Um, I think it's pretty amazing. I think it just does all the things that you really want Mars to be doing because of all the reap effects and stuff that they have, the reap and fight effects that like, um, even though I don't know what else is coming with this brain antenna, as long as there's creatures in my deck, this card is invaluable. Uh, like there's no there's no amount of uh, like win condition that uh, this card can't make better. Um, do you have the potential to get like three creatures in this card and be horrible? Yes, but on the upside, like when you're good, you're great, and when you're mm-hmm. uh, and when you're bad, it can be pretty bad. Again, that Mars <laughs> chasm. But uh, but uh, all in all, I think that. The power of Brainstem Antenna, especially with like if they land in a Martian Generosity deck with gr- proliferators or anything like that, um, just makes it seem like you know it's it's a very viable upgrade and uh, it's amazing. So um, yeah, 
this is yeah. like on one of my it's definitely in my top three upgrades of all the game to me so um i know color subordination is one like probably one of my my, my favorite favorites um and then this mm-hmm. is like right there with that and then i'm sure there's a third one that like i would run across and go oh yeah that one's amazing. probably the star alliance <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. star alliances are good but they're not like game broken but i'm sure there's something out there. actually yeah it probably is in star alliance i know what it is but they i'll say stuff, yeah. I'll, I'll save that for star we'll alliance. keep that we'll keep that for later yeah, yeah, yeah. it might it, may, it might make the top 10 there might it might but it probably won't but we we'll, shall find see. Out. we'll find out we shall see yeah so that was my number so, seven uh, brain seven ten yeah. what is your number seven well Lucky. so my number seven i think mm-hmm. uh i was going along with the theme i had for my number eight john smith which is Hey, ways to to make my other creatures better. Uh, I had Squawker, so Squawker mm-hmm. gives you an Ember, and it lets you ready a Mars creature mm-hmm. or um, or stun mm-hmm. a uh, uh, a non-Mars creature, and so you can uh, use it to play out a John Smith, and then ready and use him. You can use another card that you're gonna mm-hmm. gonna play out. So it's a great way to jumpstart your Mars engine. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you've got, you know, maybe you got to Mega Mouth, maybe you got a Bolter, maybe you got uh, all sorts of variety of things. It's a great way to uh, give you an advantage. Um, never sad to see a Squawker in my deck. I had this on my short list too, but did not make my list. Um, but yeah, I think this card is super utility, um, super good. Um, most of the time, it's going to get you pretty good value, no matter what it is. Even if you play it for one Amber and a Stun, that's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, this this card is sweet, but uh, it did not make my list because I think, like, uh, I just didn't make my list because I'm not nope. I, I I didn't like the, I don't play the, the enabling card. Like I'm just like, yeah, I don't know what I'm squawking and is it worth it? Like I think mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. think Mega Mouth. That, Squawker would have been ten if it was on my list. It would have been one of those like with the key abduction was the hardest one. Like the ten spot was the hardest one. Like mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. nine. Like uh, the Mega Mouth was kind of a, a choice. So, but um, everything after that, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with my top eight. So, but Squawker mm-hmm, would have been mm-hmm. down there in that nine ten range, if it had made my list. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Well, I'm good. already second guessing my whole list. Of course, as we're going through this, but I've tried to, you know, that's what I do. Keep myself under control. That's yeah. what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. I, I, I it's like a, I was actually talking to somebody. I think it was uh, Minion, and uh, I did an interview for Code Eight, and uh, I was talking to Chris, and we were talking about our podcast a little bit. And uh, I said, I was like, I was like, it's been interesting doing top tens with you because you, as a newer player that came in a little bit after me and stuff like that, and you have your like mm-hmm. casual slash competitive ideas, and then I have my like been doing podcasts for way too long ideas, <laughs> um, and like and like studying the game for way too long ideas. That I think that we're both getting some growth out of it because like um, you're helping me see things that maybe I wouldn't be looking at as 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 uh, critically because like uh, I'm so vested in the old metric, right? Um, but then you're getting better, like I'm giving, you know, definitions of things that maybe you didn't think of before and said, oh yeah, well that key abduction does have four different levels, you know, like, um, and that's what, that's, that's why we do these, right? So they're super fun, but. Um, to help all of you, the audience. Yeah, yeah it's geared <laughs> towards. All three of you, yes. Actually, we have about 110 listeners a week. Nice. So, that's pretty so, good. So I like it. So you're 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 getting nerd famous. So it's good. Yeah, you know, it is kind of fun when I play on TCO, and somebody will come in. Hey, I like your podcast. Yeah, oh, it's cool. It, it's cool, right? It's fun. 
Yeah, so like if you're listening to the podcast and you know other Keyforge mm-hmm. players, you should recommend mm-hmm. them to our podcast because it helps us. Yep. Um, and Scrowner will randomly chat me and be like, you should do this or you shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I love Scrowner. He's my boy. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, he sent me a box of uh, MM. I don't know if I talked about this yet on the on the uh, on here, but no, he, I don't se- think so. he sent me a box of MM for Christmas, and oh, uh, nice. I was like, oh, nice, twelve boxes. I opened them. Eight of the twelve boxes were seventy plus sass. Wow. Yeah, it was a great box, and like my highest wow. was seventy seven, and the deck. I looked at it and I was like, I don't think this deck is that great, and I think I'm gonna give it a run and see though, like you know, because it's seventy seven sass, it must be decent. Uh, it's undefeated right now on the Crucible. <laughs> like, nice. Uh, ten, nice, ten, nice. over ten games, and uh, I haven't lost with it yet, and that's. Uh, I can't say that I've I've ever had a deck where I just started hmm. playing it and I went ten games in a row winning. Let me make yeah, sure. Yeah, normally it takes a little while to you know get the feel of it. Yeah, I'm at fifteen games. Hmm. without a loss so that's pretty sweet and um that's crazy man i, I played 10 and then I, I deleted it and brought it back in and i'm at five and zero again still so i'm at about 15 games played with it and and undefeated so um hmm. and i, I don't good think stuff. it's that great like i, I was yeah. like i, I still I mean, look, it sounds good i still i still look at it and i go i don't understand how this deck is still winning but like right, it's, to, it's got tricks you have to uh we, we won't go into the deck now but no. uh, maybe, maybe just uh you'll have to to let us know what that deck is and folks can look it up if they want yeah it's the fire eating xena of the arena <laughs> so Ooh, there you go look like it up play yeah. it yeah it's yeah. a pretty fun deck it doesn't look good but it's actually playing really well so i'm looking forward to running it into some harder competition but uh mm, mm. we'll see what happens i think it's absolutely a great a brilliant uh, um uh, adaptive deck so i think that's where it would be for me okay Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, yeah actually, uh, I think I think I mentioned this on our, our Discord that I I also opened the box of MM mm-hmm. uh, recently and uh, uh, opened both an 82 and an 81. Yeah, Those are the two, I liked your 82 better. Out there. Everybody else yeah, was jumping open. on the 81, and I was like, eh, it's okay, but I think the 82 is much better. <laughs> Yeah, there, uh, there's, there's definitely some fun stuff in there. If, if, uh, yep. if you guys want to look it up real quick, hmm. um, we'll, again, we'll read it out. The 82 is the falsely trustworthy Imp of Strangiel, hmm. which I really love that name. Yeah. And the 81, if I scroll down, is <laughs> do 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 do. Yeah, the uh, jeweler Nani Outkai, N A N N I O U T K I. Yeah. Nani in Japanese is what? I don't know. No, I'm saying it's what? Who's on first? Who's on first? (laughs) Number six! (laughs) So my number six... (laughs) Let's get back on track. My number six is Incubation Chamber. Nice. So it is an artifact, and importantly, it is an Omni artifact, which makes a huge difference. Uh, reveal a Mars creature from your hand if you do archive it. This is such like if you have a incubation chamber in your deck, getting this out really early is so great because you can just archive away all your Mars dudes, right? <laughs> don't call Mars, don't call Mars, don't call Mars, and then drop the hammer late in the game with all that stuff that you got. Um, pull it to your hand. Maybe you have that key ad- abduction. Maybe you've got a whole bunch of of uh, cool effects that you're you're going to play out with all those those guys. So it can be really useful to to craft your game with this card and uh, and play Mars late for, for the kill after you've just been playing two houses for a while. It's good stuff. 
yeah, I, I think incubation chamber is uh, pretty pretty good. When it's good, it's great. And like, it's one of those, like, there's a couple of those in the, like invasion portal and stuff like that, where it's like, mm -hmm. they're just really solid artifacts. Like, um, and they just do good things. And um, I, I think uh, you hit a good one. I didn't have it on my list, but uh, it's not it's not bad. I like it. Yeah, yeah. It is like I did hesitate a little bit because certainly you know if you have a low creature count Mars deck, it's not nearly as good. And this is a random situation, mm -hmm. but um, um, you know even a lower count can it can help you craft your turn, craft your hand. Mm -hmm. um, so it's still pretty useful. Yeah. So, well, for my number six, um, I got back on my artifact bandwagon, or my, actually, it's not artifact bandwagon, but it's my, uh, I don't know what Other I'm saying. Other card type? No. The, uh, Mars? Uh, no. I'm, it's not artifact hate. It is um, scaling amber control. Okay. okay. All right. That's, that's a different what, thing. That's the thing I was looking for, right? Um, so I started thinking artifacts because you have an artifact, but uh, my scaling amber control kick, um, and the what I have always said is the best scaling amber control in the game, um, and I brought Shatterstorm to the table at number mm. six. Um, Shatterstorm play Harlan. <laughs> Jesus. He's, so, he's letting up a Shatterstorm, right? Yeah, it's, it's I guess very so. electric. Yeah, so you basically play Shatterstorm, and you lose all your amber, and then you take three, like triple the amount of amber that your opponent had from the, the thing. So if I lose three, you lose nine. That's incredible. Um, and it's just absolutely amazing. And like when you have a deck that you can loop that and basically get it into a rhythm, um, it's absolutely like morale crushing to your opponent. So um, I love Shatterstorm, like one of the mm. best uh, scaling ambers mm. in the game. Um, if you haven't got the chance to play it yet, you should. And if you've played against it, you probably hate it. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's so good. And um, in the right hands, it's absolutely devastating. It's a, it's a, it's, this is a card that you can definitely chain yourself with and never feel bad about it. So, um, mm -hmm. To a point. Yeah, it um, did not make my list. Now, mm. um, I think I only have this maybe in one deck maybe two decks, but yeah. I remember one deck in particular, and um, that deck does not have a high expected Ember, and I always just feel like I'm extending the game, extending the game, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> and then I lose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so I think I, I think I need to, I think I need to play a good deck with Shatterstorm to get a get a better feel for I, it. I'll give you one. It's called the Vampiric Raccoon. Okay, um, okay. High 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 draw value and lots of great Shatterstorm chance because you have Martian Generosity as well, so you get to play it multiple times and uh, it's crazy because you basically are just taking Amber from yourself to to stop your opponent like the whole game and then you just win. Um, pretty mm. fun, pretty fun. But um, anyhow, with that said, um, I will go into my number five and my number five is hypnotizing. <laughs> it's been said before but we'll say it again like it's being recalled um but it's hypnobeam so i'm not going to go into it too much because we've already talked about hypnobeam but the card is fantastic and absolutely pure value almost all the time so um mm -hmm. definitely made my list <laughs> yep, so. it's good good stuff good mm -hmm. stuff so your number five is so my number five is something you mentioned my mm -hmm. number five is brainstem antenna okay and uh it's a great card we already talked about it. So, uh, great way to use either your mars guys or you know some other creature with a great reaper fight effect mm -hmm. many many times over it's good stuff yeah so 
moving on to number four and making back some of that side bar number that we had earlier. Four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my number four is Compod. Okay, you're on so the Compod's here. an artifact. Action. <laughs> reveal any number of Mars cards from your hand. For each card revealed this way, you may ready one Mars creature. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe it's fitting with a theme of what I like to do with Mars. Yeah. Ways to use your cool creatures multiple <laughs> times. Yeah, that's a um, fair. That's a fair. Uh, a fair way to do it. Mm-hmm. 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 It's great. Like if you got two Mars, you know, at least two Mars cards in your hand, you can, you know, play out one of your Mars creatures, use Compad, and then use that creature you just played. So you can. Well, those reap fight effects can basically be play effects, mm-hmm. which they're really strong, so it can be real good. And since it's an artifact, you can just keep doing it every turn. Mm. So compound's very good. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. And like making lots of amber is really, really important to the game. I've heard. That's why my True number story. and that's why my number four is important because uh, it's a creature. One of my other, I have two creatures. I said more on the list. This is the first of them, and he's all the way up to number four. Um, and this creature is the Ether Spider. Um, Ether Spider is a must deal with on the level of a Barista Joya, of a Sir Morrow's, of a whatever. Like a, it's just a card you have to deal with. You have to get rid of him because he's just going to sit there and hoard Amber for you forever. Now, downside. Um, Ether Spider can become a battery when you're playing against a good player, right? Like um, it, you can basically go ahead and be like, Right, the spider's there. I'm gonna just ignore it for now. I'm gonna let it hold and, and capture amber, and then when I'm ready to make my 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 first key, quote unquote, which is my second key, I will just kill it then, and then I have basically a burst of amber, and the amber is protected on the spider. I don't have to worry about you stealing or capturing it. So there is a, a double-edged sword with ether spider, but for the most part, ether spider is always good value, and he's always a nuisance, and like not impossible to get rid of, obviously, because he doesn't fight back, but. Um, card is just pure annoyance and i love it i love disruption as you know so like the disruption factor mm-hmm. of what ether spider does to the game is fantastic um my horseman deck has an ether spider in it and he is amazing <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it's a good card I, I definitely considered adding it to my list it, it didn't make it but um i i very much understand why you put it on yeah and we're all the way up to number four, and we're still going, yeah, you could have put that on. That's how crazy, mm-hmm. like, Mars was. Like, it was actually very difficult because the best cards are the best. Like, I haven't disagreed with a card he said yet, and I he hasn't disagreed with a card I've said yet. And yet, like, we haven't had that many overlaps. We've had one. Very little. One. Yeah. One. So, no, two now. Uh, two. Brainstem. Brainstem yeah, and Brainstem and, and Hypnobee. Yeah. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm, I'm guessing that the top three might be a little bit closer, but we'll find out. Could be. We'll so, see. I don't know. Like, so, I, I debated. Well, no, one and two. <laughs> one and two should be pretty clear. But, uh, uh, let's see. We'll see. But we'll, we'll, we'll find out. But um, number three um, for me is my second creature that was on my list and the last creature. Um, it's my third creature, technically, but it's the the two of the two that were left. And that is Collector Worm. Um, mm. Probably the scariest Martian creature in the game because when it hits the board, you just go, damn. <laughs> right? It's like five armor, two damage, and, like, and he's going to eat. He's going to eat a lot of things. Um, um, so the downside to Collector Worm is he does pollute your archive pile, um, which is, can be bad because you kind of get yourself trapped if your deck operates through the archive, uh, through the, uh, the, the thing. But um, for the most part, uh, Collector Worm is the scariest beast of the East to me um, as far as Martians <laughs> go. And uh, I don't want 
to ever see collector worm never mind two of them never mind a collector worm with a brain stem antenna um all these things i have mm. seen and they are not fun or good in any kind of way so collector worm number three very good very good card did not make my list but easily could have there's a lot of cards that could have easily made my list right um i thought about zookeeper also but i, I would put collector worm over zookeeper but uh you correct zookeeper, i i agree with that very, one very similar yeah yeah all right so my number three my number three is uh some some really cool artwork um i actually have a, a play mat with this artwork that uh I got right before all the lockdown, so couldn't take it around anywhere to show show it off when uh, some people were were scoring this this limited edition play mat. But it's a battle fleet, so it is, gives you an ember. It is play. Reveal any number of Mars cards from your hand. For each card revealed this way, draw one card. So uh, you know when you have this card in your deck, it gives you a little incentive to hold off on Mars a little bit and then play a whole bunch, grab a whole bunch more cards, and just have it. Big overwhelming turn with Mars. It I, I was wondering as I was putting up here, I was like, hey, am I too much overweighting its combo with other things that that I have? In the no, list? But absolutely not. Said, ah, it's it's really good. Battlefleet really Battle is Battlefleet is my number two. So like I agree okay. with you one hundred percent that yeah. uh, it is definitely a top three Mars card. Period. I think number one is guaranteed, but like uh, probably like like number <laughs> number like two and three like you have to have Battlefleet up there. Battlefleet is just too good of a value card. Um, it's uh, it's like on level with the number one card that I'm sure we're gonna get to. Um, but uh, like it's on it's on par with that. Like you could honestly argue that Battlefleet might be better in in most situations, um, hmm. because of the fact that you're paying with uh you're giving it away no i'm, I'm talking about battle suite i haven't said a word about okay. the other card okay because okay. you're, you're paying you're paying you're paying with <laughs> mars you're paying with basically mars cards in hand right so like when you go to use it you're basically getting the value from that and then you're doubling mm -hmm. or, or tripling and if you have multiple battle fleets they can chain into each other and that's like a very cost effective way of drawing cards and, and taking control of the game so mm -hmm. that's where i'm at with battle fleet and we'll talk about the other one later yes yes Not that, so that was my guys... number three not that you guys don't know what the other one is, but yeah, well, you know, number some people one. might not. Who knows? Number Who knows? one with a bomb. <laughs> anyway, go ahead with your number two. So my number two is Hypnotic Command. So Hypnotic Command is an action card. Play for each friendly Mars creature. Choose an enemy creature to capture one from their own side. And so, right, if you've got that, you know, you. Maybe you play a battle fleet. Maybe you, maybe you use the incubation chamber. You get a whole handful of dudes. You throw them down, and on that turn, you throw this out, and it's basically a giant steal, right? Because you're putting all that ember on your opponent's cards, and mm -hmm. that's going to come to you um, pretty uh, pretty often. So uh, it could be a big, big swing. Uh, hypnotic Command. 1,000% behind Hypnotic Command. Um, I love it. It's a great card. The only reason it didn't touch my list is because I have Shatterstorm. So they kind of fall into that same wheelhouse, and I think Shatterstorm mm -hmm. is just better. So, um, gotcha. Like, uh, so Hypnotic Command, though, is, is fantastic, and Shatterstorm is just less dependent on what I need to get it to work versus Hypnotic Command. I have to have a certain amount of creatures to make it you know, effective. So I, I tip towards Shatterstorm because I think it's the best, but Hypnotic Command is one of my favorite Mars cards, too, like for sure, like as far as like um, the value you usually get out of it if it's in the right kind of deck. 
Um, mm-hmm. So um, I'm not mad at that being that high either. So I think Battlefleet's Good. still better, but <laughs> I, I, I think Battlefleet is still better, but uh, obviously because it's my number two. But with that said, I get to reveal number one. Woo! And number one yeah, yeah. is uh, the same as what his is, and I don't even know what he has, but I'm going to say that if you don't put Martian Generosity as the best card in, in Mars, you probably don't know how to play Mars. Martian Generosity is probably one of the best cards in the game, period. Um, because it generates value all on its own. It has an Amber Pip, so at worst case scenario, you're getting two cards for one. Worst case scenario, um, never is going to be that way, hardly ever. So like, um, like, like one percent of the time that you ever have to play a Martian Generosity for uh, for two cards. But even if you did, that's still crazy value. Like it's still really good, and it only gets better the more amber you have. It makes your opponent have to play you in a way that you either have six amber to make a key, or you have zero amber because any other time you are in danger of giving your opponent a chance to basically cycle you and win with a key abduction or win by just amassing pure card value. So uh, Martian Generosity is absolutely a disgusting card. Um, That's my spiel. I'll let you talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it's very good. It's very good, right? And obviously there's the famous combo, the the Jenka, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Martian Generosity, key abduction. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just... Or Battlefleet key combos, and they're both, they're sure. both pretty good. <laughs> sure. But, uh, but, um, um, but even if you don't have that, right? Because remember, we're saying, hey, not necessarily, you don't necessarily have the combo, and that is a rare and an uncommon, right? Mm-hmm. So that's not necessarily uh, guaranteed to have that. But uh, so I actually don't own a a Genka deck. Um, you know, part one of the reasons I don't I don't spend a lot of money on individual decks, mm-hmm. uh, and the good ones get quite pricey. But uh, I do bad have ones just are a... pricey. What are you talking about? Well, that's true. <laughs> that they're all pricey. Yeah. So I, I I haven't haven't found one that was worth worth buying at the price, right? That I'm willing to spend. Right. Um, but I do have just a plain old Martian Generosity deck, and it's got a whole bunch of Ember Pips in it. And so cycling a deck and just playing out a whole bunch of Ember Pips is really good, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna make more Ember from all those cards you had in your hand than the Ember you spent. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, Plus, you're gonna have really big turns. You're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff with your, with uh, your board. It's just, it's just a lot, a lot of uh, swing in your, in your direction with the momentum when you play this card. Here's a news flash, and may, maybe might, I might break the internet uh, keyforge mindset here, but break most of, internet. most of the best Martian generosity decks that I have seen, are not Ganka. They are actually, they are actually Mar- Martian generosity, control like controlled chaos decks like eerie daily has one kiwi has one like um i think kiwi's is called Oove, if i believe o-u-v something the immortal i think or something but um mm. deck is great uh eerie daily's is even grosser it has like Shatterstorm and all these other great things in it like uh, i love it the reason i picked up the vampiric raccoon the one i told you about Rat, racketeer, whatever, raccoon, whatever. But uh, should be ra- raccoon. That would be better. Raccoon yeah. would be way cooler because then it would be Corona-like, right? Because raccoon mm. is an, an anagram for uh, for uh, Corona. I no. mean, yeah, it is. Not allowed. It's Not allowed. Totally true. And think about it. It has. It wears a mask. It washes its hands. Like it's definitely the mascot for Corona. <laughs> washes its hands. Yeah, this is a meme. This is this is definitely a meme that I saw on on Facebook, and I was like, that's not even a meme. It's the truth. Like, it's, <laughs> right? Okay. So, but anyway, 
Um, I hate raccoons, by the way. They're evil. Um, but uh, we used to have one that lived under our trailer when I was a kid, like in our when we'd go camping. And um, he was a, a, a very ornery creature. Mm. <laughs> it scared the piss out of trash me many, pandas. many a times. Yes, trash pandas. <laughs> uh, and that's from uh, Galaxy, or uh, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. You better watch it. Okay, I'm sorry, trash pit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but um, so yeah, so that was um, a good recap, I think, of Mars yeah. and, and the uh, yeah, the, the, the uh, unpopular opinion of Mars being a horrible house is not true because there's wow. actually lots of really cool things that happened in Mars. Um, there is, there is. Though you know, I I did ask, right? I asked my my 12 year old daughter, hey what's you know what do you think the best mars card is her response none because mars stinks <laughs> they actually don't smell they smell like every other house because they're all printed on cardboard but well they're wrapped up in that vac suit so you can't even smell them they just smell like plastic or something right yeah they smell like a, a, a keyforge card they all smell the same they're not mm. scratch and sniff <laughs> just kidding well you know they cards have a certain scent when you unwrap them, right? Like, you know, right, right, smell all that same. new card smell, right? Yeah, yeah, but Mars don't stink. They smell like everything else. Like, That's true. They're fine. That's true. Tell your daughter she's wrong. Mm. <laughs> so now, what? What do you think the worst? Worst? Um, that depends on your definition of worst. The card you are most likely to be like, please get this the heck out of my deck. There's two of them that come right to my head, and they both I hate both with equal amounts of, of hatred. So you can, okay. do you want my creature or do you want my other? Uh, well, mine's an other, so give me your creature. My creature is Gromid. The card mm-hmm. is absolute trash, 99% of the time, um, mm-hmm. and I don't like Gromid at all. Chuffape's cool. Yeah. But Gromid got to go. I can't have Gromid. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I agree. Um, it does. It's not my number one hated, but uh, it's 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 definitely stinks. I think the reason my number one hatred is because it's a common, and I just seem to get decks that have multiples of them. Okay, and... so like before you go, like uh, mine's rare. Mine is swap uh-huh. swap widget. I never found a deck oh, that yeah. swap widget has been good in. <laughs> Period. Yeah, that's pretty bad actually too. That, that, that right. is a deck. When I see it, I just go, "This deck sucks." Like I just don't even think about it because mm-hmm. I, I I want somebody to prove me wrong. Uh, reach out to me, tell me that you have a good swap widget deck and prove it. I, I uh, dare you. <laughs> there there really isn't really isn't one. <laughs> There, there's, I don't know, yeah. I, I'm not sure why that, that, that card does what it does, but uh, it's, it's not good. But my number one hated, and, and this may just be because because uh, of decks I've pulled, is Phosphorus Stars. Okay, that's I fair. just always seem to get a ton of them. I'm like, well, why do I have three of these things, right? I've, I've got almost no Mars creatures, and I've got a ton of other guys, and it says play, stun each non-Mars creature, and gain two chains. Right. So you're stunned about your own guys. Is, it is the best yeah. reversal card in in the game. 
yeah and quite honestly you know it, it is like people look for foster stars and five foster star decks just because they're horrible um and i agree with you 100 percent. but i will honestly say that phosphorus stars is nowhere near as bad now as it was when it came out in coda <laughs> like in coda it was just horrible but like nowadays like um it's actually found value with um the way that the creature in the board states get um it, it's not as bad as it used to be but it's still trash like it's still pretty mm -hmm. bad so and it is common. i guess you're saying bigger boards and less people running mars between those two right, things right right mm -hmm. so you mm -hmm. basically get into stun like a whole board basically um for two chains it's pretty good. Um, not let well, me blow that away. It's not good. It it's be not good. good, but there are moments where it can find light. Whereas before yeah. with Coda, like you're playing a lot of mirror matches, it just it was horrible. But um, now it's mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. as bad now. So Martians yeah. love the smell of disc spice, but it reminds me of old Bruno's feet. Dodger, <laughs> best quote in the game, and it's on Phosphorus Stars. Hmm. You think that's the best quote? I don't know. No, it's what not. Do I think it's the not. Best I just said that to say okay. it. There's okay. a lot of really okay. great quotes. I used to. I, I had a game where I, I read quotes and it made people guess the card it was on. Like they, they had to look it up and find it. So. It oh, actually, we should. I don't know why we should have yelled out the quote on Mega Mouth when you when you named it. <laughs> yeah, the Mega Mouth code is pretty fun. It's all caps. Glory be to Mars. Because <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's it's the card that is the uh, the, the the calling cry of the house, right? <laughs> Glory be to Mars! You can just hear it, like, going through the uh, enhancer. His sole purpose Definitely. is to run into battle and yell this. <laughs> interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Good lists. Very different lists overall. Yeah. Who's driving? I thought you were. Let's not tell What's the elders. That? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tunk. Oh, the Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not yeah. tell the elders. But this it's is perfect a, for a podcast, right? Like uh -huh. it's it's like another who's on first thing. Who's driving? Mm -hmm. I thought you were. Mm -hmm. mm, let's not tell the elders. <laughs> Pretty yeah, cool. Definitely, definitely some good uh, some good quotes in Mars for sure. Yeah. Cool, cool. Nothing helps me think like wanton destruction. <laughs> the think turn. Oh, I don't know how which is. Hold on. Who let the dogs out? <laughs> oh, that, that must be Martian hounds. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, which is all pretty bad, I guess. Shit. Not as bad as some of the other ones, but certainly not great. Well, Shatterstorms is kind of like uh, interesting because it's like it's just like a picture of a guy on a dish and he's like holding the two currents and like electrocuting the crap out of himself, and he's just saying it's working. <laughs> like, so that's good. It's kind of yeah, like cute. Kind of cute. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> lots of fun stuff. But yeah, that yep. was Mars. That was uh, the recap for Mars. But um, as a mm -hmm. as a New Year's gift to you, my friend, oh, what house are oh. we doing next? Ooh, all right. So so I think I think we should jump forward to one of the new houses, and I think we should do Star Alliance. Star Alliance. Don't miss that one. That one's gonna be interesting too. Talk about those upgrades. Maybe we'll see. I don't. Maybe we'll find out. We shall. I think we're gonna I don't have, even know. I, I, think I haven't we, done the I, list I, yet. I, I think there may be multiple characters on the same list for the first time. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some favorites in that house for sure. Yeah. For sure. I don't know if I do that though. I think I just pick the better of the two, like say Kirby. Like I think I just pick which one I think Shh, is better. Just don't give it away. 
I'm just saying, like, I, if he makes my top ten, I haven't looked, so I have to think about mm-hmm. it. But, mm-hmm. um, but Kirby's definitely like powerful on both sides. But uh, who knows? Mm-hmm. I already knew. Who I don't my... know either. I don't know what I'll do. I already know who my number one creature is. Okay. Okay. I'll say that. I might be able to guess what it is, but I'm not going to say. I want you to guess. Go. Um, you want me to say? I, I think your number one creature is probably, probably Val Jericho. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Without okay. a doubt. <laughs> She's amazing. Yep. That's Very my good. that's Very my good. girl. That's my girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I had a girlfriend in Keyforge, it would be Captain Val Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Val Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Very strong figure. Yeah. Yes. I like Captain. this. It's like if, if my fiance was a Keyforge character, Captain Val Jericho would probably fit. She is mm. bossy as heck to the point where I take a quiz answering questions to my preferences, and when she gets a seven out of ten, she says I'm a liar. so she's arguing with me who my favorite um comic book character was because my choices were deadpool uh joker hulk or spider-man and Mm. it's by it's easily the joker like by a long shot i'm a huge batman fan uh, and stuff but she guessed deadpool and because she i was like i was like it's not deadpool i i I love deadpool i think he's great and so she's like you were so giddy like a kid when that movie came out i was like as was every other person that likes marvel because we knew what we were getting we were getting an r-rated like (laughs) an r-rated uh movie about a comic for for once and she's like she's like oh but you know blah 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 this and that and this and that and she was like i was like i was like i have batterings on my wall and she's like she's like she's like she's like that's a battering not a joker ring and i'm like (laughs) I'm pretty sure my fiance bought me a Joker print for Christmas the first year we were together as well that I have, mm. and she mm. hasn't responded. I think I checkmated so, her. <laughs> were you uh, were you a big comic book uh, guy as a kid? Or, I uh, was still, a huge. Maybe? I still am. Yeah, I love it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. It, comic books are second only to Star Wars, which yeah, are kind of overlapping. But um, gotcha. If you didn't know I was no, Star I... Wars, you haven't looked at my at my streams quite enough. Oh yeah, you got that that uh, Star Wars uh, knit cap that you you rock uh, a lot of times, right? You, you never saw my background. I have a Mandalorian backpack with a Baby Yoda hanging off it, and a C three PO, and a net, and there's a Princess Leia, a Stormtrooper, a Darth Vader, a Yoda, a Baby Yoda print, a Han Solo, a Chewbacca. <laughs> You can't see the, you can't see Mando and IG eighty eight on the side, but they're there too. <laughs> yeah, like good good stuff. Yeah, I got lots oh, of Star Wars stories. Good. I love Star Wars. Yep. Oh yeah, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I just never got into comic books as a kid. I think uh, my speaker is a I Death Star. I have friends that were into it. So my speaker is a Death Star. Sweet. <laughs> That's I have Death Star ice molds. Those are fun. I have those too. They're horrible though. They, <laughs> they don't make... work. For, yeah, half the time they leak. But <laughs> yeah, when they do work. They do it, work. They're it, cool. It, they're cool. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. That's probably great for your drinking thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's Did a I say great... that on podcast before? Have I... I talked about that? Yeah, we've know. talked a little bit about it. Like um okay. the um. Yeah, but those are great. Like those big ice balls are great for like uh, any kind of mixed drink. So, mm-hmm. Amaretto mm-hmm. sour, my favorite mixed drink, just for the record. Okay. But, okay. Uh, if you ever meet, make me a make me a sweet one. Just kidding. God, I don't like, I own a bottle of Amar of of uh, of, of um, Amaretto. So. Oh, Amaretto, so good. Could drink mm. it straight but with sour it's just that much better but mm. all right well that's all we got though for this this <laughs> uh this this session uh we've hit our hour mark so it's time to go as we've uh bantered on long enough with this martian talk um i am jupiter from manlius new york uh and i say cheers to you and hopefully uh your year gets better because it's mm. 2001 is starting off kind of like a sequel to 2020 so 
What do you got? But, but then it's going to turn around. It's going to yeah. turn around. So, uh, guys, Drascore, it's been a lot of fun talking with you today, and uh, happy forging. Yeah, and this is Jupiter. I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. And if you'd like to be part of the conversation, reach out to us at League at gmail.com and join the show. Without you, we couldn't be us. Check out www.keyforgepremierleague.com for links to all our content, including learn to play videos and critique on gameplays. No matter what your level is, you are always welcome. Be a part of it. The Keyforge Premier League. Get there.